0: From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan, with your host, Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan. I'm Shane Frederick, I'm the host, and joining me today is Reggie Lutz, a senior forward for the Mavericks. How are you doing today, Reggie? good freddie uh thanks for having me on looking forward to it absolutely uh this is great to have you on and and uh um i guess first of all i just got to ask uh you're coming off a big weekend a tough weekend uh a really good split with st cloud state uh how are you and the, the guys feeling after after that weekend
1: yeah it was a hard fought hard fought weekend uh bodies little sore on sunday and Monday, but. Uh, Cold, to get good days of practice, getting ready for this uh, upcoming weekend. But team's feeling good, morale is still high, so we're feeling really good going into this weekend.
0: I had a chance to talk to both uh, Coach Hastings and uh, Brett Larson, the coach of Saint Cloud State, and both coaches were in agreement that it did not feel like a early October series. Um, We all know it was number one versus number two in the country, um, and uh, it felt like a game between one and two versus in the country. you know that might be played in march or april <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Can you just just describe maybe what was the whether it was the pace the physicality the just the general uh feeling of, of that series i think it's just
1: the way we both of our teams are structured and the way we play i mean we don't like even other teams a lot of time and space for the puck neither does st cloud and mm-hmm. i think we both did a good job of taking time and space away from each other and you had to make quick plays felt like you said like kind of february march hockey so felt kind of weird that it was october but yeah it was just kind of the <clears throat> almost a playoff field with uh not a whole lot of time and space out there making quick plays uh banging bodies i mean you know everybody's finishing their checks so just kind of the way that both of our teams played made it feel like it was later on in the season than the october game
0: yeah i know you know I, I would say it was a pretty clean battle too for as physical as it was i'm um, just watching the two teams play i mean that was kind of a there weren't a ton of uh, special teams opportunities obviously you guys win one nothing on a on a power play goal on uh, on Friday night and uh, you guys fall 3-1 to one. on Saturday. I believe they had a power play goal uh, in, in that as well, uh, just the one power play goal, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, just that one, but I think usually early on in the year, there's a little bit more penalties, people are out of shape, teams are out of, not conditioned well enough, a lot of stick penalties, tripping, hookings and stuff like that, but I think Austin awesome St. Cole are in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. I kind of there wasn't a whole like you said not a whole lot of penalties so not a not a whole lot of special teams but we were able to get one on friday and that helped us win and they got one on saturday to help them win so
0: yep and uh you scored the lone goal on uh in sa- on saturday night's game prevented the shutout uh obviously i'm sure you guys would have liked to have gotten that one a little earlier in the game to get the crowd in it it seems like uh, they did a pretty good job of uh uh, taking away opportunities and second chances for you guys on on Saturday, and it's it's just tough when you have a crowd like that. You want to get them going early, and and if you're a road team, you want to keep that crowd out of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We we like to use our crowd as an advantage, so for that to happen to us on Saturday, it's not a good feeling. To kind of they stayed out of it for a lot of the games. St. Cloud did a great job keeping them quiet. So yeah, just for us, we like to use our crowd to our advantage, and we didn't do a great job of kind of getting them into the game right away on Saturday. They they got two goals in the first, and just kind of, you know, made it. Hopefully for that, what they thought a boring game. After that, just kind of mm-hmm. keeping the crowd quiet, making sure we didn't get a whole lot. They were blocking a lot of shots. We couldn't get a whole lot going in the offensive zone. So, credit to them. They had a, they they played a great game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think they had 17 block shots on Saturday, and uh, something you guys pride yourselves on too. So, uh, two teams that were you know really a lot alike and really close, and and it's interestingly you, you were you're still one and two in the country. Uh, after that weekend uh, it seemed like uh, the the college hockey observers uh, saw that series and said yep they're the two best teams let's keep them where they're at
1: yeah just like we kind of were talking about before just kind of the pace and kind of type of game that we played it's like just uh what we thought two good teams going at and they got the better of us saturday but yeah they hats off to them they played a great game and we played a good game friday too and like Mm -hmm. you said the college hockey people thought it was wanted to go on ahead and kind of left us where we were so
0: what was it like this weekend playing in front of a crowd uh, you know after last year you know all the way to the frozen four and you know limited numbers at at, at best in every arena if if not uh, empty arenas in certain places uh, to, to go out onto the ice and I know you played last weekend uh, at UMass and they had a really big crowd there on on, on the first night for sure But uh, to be at the um, Mayo Clinic Health System event center and have um, 4,500 people there on Friday night to skate out uh, uh, for warmups and then, uh, you know, for introductions to that crowd, what was that like after a year away?
1: It was really special. I mean, like you said, we kinda got a taste of it in UMass. We came out for warmups on their their banner night and it was almost full capacity by the time we went out there for warmups there. Fans were getting into it right away, booing us, you know. (laughs) throwing some chirps so we were excited to get back into our home fans and kind of play in front of them and give them something to cheer about but it was it's like it's a special place to play at uh, Mayo Hill Mayo Hell I still can't say it Mayo (laughs) Health System Event Center so but uh like we said or like I said we love playing in front of our fans and they're uh they're really special to us for our, our home ice advantage and we take advantage of that every time we play at home so so let me take pride in.
0: Yeah, even for me on on Friday night, it felt like a, a homecoming of sorts, uh, just the people that were around and people coming up and, and to the press box and, and talking to the uh, the folks up there and, and just kind of like it was just a felt like a really fun reunion and welcome back to to college hockey. I mean, last year was obviously very special for you guys, but uh, I think for the fans to kind of be able to be back to some normalcy and uh see a good team playing is 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 pretty special for them too
1: yeah for sure especially with the friday night the banner drops and then Mm -hmm. saturday night honoring bluey and all that he's done for us so the fans had two great nights i thought to kind of get back in the arena and feel a little bit of normalcy again we really really love that uh love playing in front of them so it's uh it was a fun first weekend hopefully we can keep that crowd coming back for more games and uh keeping that energy up for for us and for them as well so
0: you brought up Darren Blue. It's uh, you know there was a very nice tribute to him before the game on on Saturday. Longtime assistant uh, at MSU. Hopefully as soon to be podcast guest i gotta bug him a little bit about that we'll try to get him on maybe in the off week um but uh, after 21 years as an assistant uh, he stepped down and uh, off to the private sector i'm sure he's still gonna hang around but a really nice tribute what does what he kind of meant uh in your your time here i mean you've spent four years with him
1: yeah a lot uh big reason why i'm here uh he uh kind of get him on of recruiting with him and Nodder before i came here so i really got to know blue pretty well and um obviously throughout the four years i've been he's been so good to us uh whether that's on the ice or off the ice making sure we're taking care of our academics kind of making sure we're getting our degree on the ice pushing us making sure we're getting better every day so it was definitely tough seeing him go but mm-hmm. it was like i said really cool to see that video on saturday and honoring Bowie, but he's still around the rank quite yeah. a bit he'll <laughs> pop his head in the locker room on like even we had a morning skate on last tuesday but he just came in and said hi to us so really nice just seeing him around the rank like he's not out of town he's still here which right. is nice so he can come and go as he please. the doors always open to him and he knows that so
0: uh and a great uh yeah great tribute with uh tim jackman and uh ryan carter and david backus and chad Brownlee and uh coach bros coach uh, uh hastings and uh, uh jen blue uh, darren's wife and and son carter it was just uh yeah, a really really cool tribute and i think you can find that on on youtube and it's been uh, tweeted out a few times if uh haven't had a chance to see it. Check it out; it's pretty cool. Um, let's, uh, let's. You know, I mentioned you were uh, with Bluey for four years, and which means you're in year five now. <laughs> Taking advantage of the opportunity to get an extra year uh, that uh, athletes are getting uh, from the NCAA um, is that something when that was announced uh, that you knew you wanted to do right away? What kind of went into that decision for you?
1: Yeah, I kind of think about it a little bit. Uh thinking about the future what I want to do because they announced it pretty early in the season and throughout the year I would have talks with the coach and kind of see where I uh, where I was at every you know month or so he wasn't pushing or anything just kind of wondering where I was at and once the year ended just kind of sat back and reflected and kind of the way that the season ended we were felt so we were so close and just kind of came up short so that had a lot that went into uh, a lot of me coming back just knowing that we're gonna have a good team this year again mm-hmm. and kind of developing my game some more and you know, spending one more year in Mankato. I love the city, so love the people here and love the team. So it was, for me, it would have been a hard thing to leave here. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd take advantage of it and start my master's and get one more year of hockey here. So
0: you did you did graduate last year. You're in, in graduate school now? Yep. Okay, what was your degree in? Sport management. Sports management. And is that what you're going for your master's into? Continuing yep. that? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So what, what does that mean for the future beyond uh, hockey?
1: Maybe someone in the front office of a sports team, mm-hmm. pumped, preferably hockey, or <laughs> even someone like uh, television production or something like that. So that's what my dad does. Kind of really oh. interests me. So
0: okay, excellent. That's 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 great. Did you and you graduated last uh, last May then? Yep. Okay. Um, very good. So Blue, you'd be happy that you, you got your <laughs> <Yeah>. degree and <laughs> yeah, he's
1: he's always pumped when people get people get their degree. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> and you know when when you chose to come back, I mean that's. Uh, you know, one of the things that you're known as is a goal scorer and a shooter, and um, it's certainly a, a player who's beneficial to uh, to any team to be able to to um, have uh, opportunities to score goals and and, and do that. What um, did you know what your role would be coming back? Did you feel like it would be different as kind of a um, as an older player as an elder statesman and and we had jack McNeely on the the podcast uh, earlier this year and he came back as well uh along with you is there a different feeling coming back as a fifth year player does it feel different at all
1: uh a little bit i mean i wouldn't say i had to change a whole lot with the way i played but more so as kind of being a leader setting so mm-hmm. example for the younger guys kind of taking more responsibility you know off the ice in the locker room and stuff like that is something that i kind of feel like i've taken a step in this year so for me like i said nothing on the ice just making sure i'm developing my game more and more every day now that i'm trying to take any steps back or any days off but what i noticed was just in the locker room and trying to be a good role model role model for the younger guys and the underclassmen so
0: um, we've talked about this before, you know, when I would write some stories, and it's something that uh, Coach Hastings uh, would bring up, and it, 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 and it's about you as a shooter. And it seems like uh, there's something about uh, an ability that um, the coach talks about, uh, being able to get shots off in difficult situations, quick shots, um, many lead to goals, or certainly, uh, you know, difficult situations, rebound opportunities. That sort of thing. Um, what is it about uh, your your shooting ability? Is that something that came natural t- naturally to you as a as a young player? Uh, is it something that you worked on? It, if you get a chance to watch any highlights of Reggie Lutz, it's uh, kind of fun to watch. A, you know, quick release on his shot. Um, being able to shoot the puck at weird angles um, maybe some of it's unconventional I don't know but uh, um, sometimes you can't just get yourself set up square as quickly as uh, you want to and if you can get a shot off even better right?
1: Yeah exactly uh, I don't know, some is practice some is just kind of natural I guess I mean ever since I was younger I would just go in the garage around my yard and we had a my dad would always make a home rank in the winter time I'd just screw around out there and shoot pucks so I don't know if it was little bit of both but I mean I just love to shoot pucks and you know it stuck with me for however long I've been playing now so I just I guess enjoy just shooting pucks (laughs) would you try
0: different things would you do different uh, you Uh, know things that you saw were there people you tried to model your game after or people that you looked up to
1: yeah a little bit I mean I would always not specifically one player just enjoy watching highlight videos I guess when I was younger and kind of seeing the way different players scored goals I mean now I kind of watch Kucherov a lot whenever he's on TV. It's kind of he's such a great shooter and goal scorer nowadays. So it, the way he kind of finds open open ice and the way he's able to get a shot off is something that I try and model my game after too. Just the way that he's able to shoot the puck and it's not so much being able to shoot it, but also trying to find the space to where the open ice is too to be able to have enough time to get a shot off as well. So so that was some of that I enjoy watching Kucherov do
0: and you know it's it's funny hockey's a game where you expect everybody that wants to score but you know some people uh, it, you know passing be- is more natural to them um you know some people shooting's more natural uh, some people are pretty good at doing both uh, is there any reason why you think that happens is it just is, is it a men- mentality thing that some people are trained and figure out that they're they're better at at, at one thing or another because it seems like uh uh, you need both. You need people who you need some pass first guys and you need some shoot first guys and you need some shoot first guys to remember to pass. And you need some pass first guys to remember to yeah. shoot.
1: Yeah, I think when you're younger, you kind of have a mindset. I mean, I guess, I don't know, you kind of figure out as you get older. I mean, when you're younger, you make it to this stage. You usually, one of your better players in your team, you're able, to, you're able to shoot, pass, score, and all that. But once you get to a certain age, maybe you stop scoring and become a passer or you stop. You know trying to make the pretty plays and just start shooting the puck and you kind of figure it out as you get older what kind of game and role you're going to play so i guess to me ever since i was younger i've always been just a shoot first kind of guy so but other guys i think it's kind of a mindset They're pass first whether it'd be uh, you know two-on-one or something
0: like that so hmm I mean you and I have joked about that in the past when I used to write some stories I'm sure there's probably more than one story where I wrote some story where uh, you you made a pass to Jake Jeremko and he scored mm-hmm. and we would talk about how it's usually the other way around and I don't know maybe it wasn't maybe it was more 5050 than I, <laughs> than any of us really thought but it, he always seemed to be known more as a passer and you you um, being the shooter and then the relationship that you guys had going back to your days at Elk River and then playing in Chicago and then playing here. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe I made too big a deal out of it. Maybe it was yeah. the easy story to write, but sometimes it seemed like it, it made some sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess there were times we played high school together, it was probably 70, 30. I would shoot 70 of them and we'd maybe shoot three of them. So, <laughs> I don't think you're too far off with that. He was kind of more of a pass first kind of guy. I was a shoot first kind of guy, so it's going Probably why we played so well together, but I would say you were right most of the time on <laughs> me shooting more often than Jake did.
0: <laughs> you miss having him around?
1: Yeah, it's weird not playing with him. I mean play the last four years here with them and even going back to Chicago and my high school days with them. So it's different, but it's also nice to kinda play with some new people as well and see how I do. So mm-hmm. it's uh, definitely different though, not having him around.
0: And you had the one year uh, when you were in Fairbanks, right? Where you, where you guys weren't playing together. Yep. So uh, well, let's talk about that a little bit. So you you, you um, graduate from Elk River. You're going to play some junior hockey. You end up uh, in the North American League in, in Fairbanks. Not uh, This is not a strange uh, or different uh, road to college hockey. It's, it's more and more... Uh, what what you're seeing in the junior route, or hitting the North American League, and then the USHL, and then coming to to college hockey. But what was that like for you to, to you know to leave home and go to uh, to Fairbanks, Alaska, and then uh, you know go to Chicago, and then come here? That's a that's a that's that's it's, a lot of miles. It's at
1: first it was kind of hard because that was the first time I was away from home, and I'm going all the way to Alaska, Fairbanks, where it's dark all the time, cold. So. <laughs> It was definitely a kind of a culture shock for me. I mean, obviously, I'm used to the Minnesota winters, but nothing really compares to Fairbanks up there. So, but it was a it was a fun experience. Um, wouldn't change anything. I really had a great time up there in Fairbanks. And then after my one year there, I just thought it was time to go to the USHL and kind of you know develop my game even more, getting ready for college hockey. And I was lucky enough to be kind of a I didn't get drafted in the USHL draft, so I could pick and choose what trout i want to go to and jake was playing in chicago and one of my other buddies Matt mackier says from elk river was in chicago as well so it's kind of an easy dis- decision for me to go to go and play for chicago as cool guys that i knew already then Wyatt was there as well so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice how that kind of worked out uh chicago is a great place whole a lot different than fairbanks <laughs> kind of a
0: 180 from right
1: nobody to basically oh geez <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot different, but it was, I had a blast both years, every place I played in, so it was, like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: And, you know, you won a championship uh, with Fairbanks, and you won a championship with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to the Frozen Four last year uh, at, at Minnesota State, and you got an opportunity this year, I'm guessing you'd like to try to get that <laughs> uh, third ring um, of, of, of some kind. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: I'm not really sure how many people have been able to do that, if any, so that'd be something really special for me, so. Like I said, part of the reason why I came back for my fifth year was, you know, hopefully finish the deal this year. And like I said, I had a bittersweet, bittersweet taste in my mouth last year after the way kind of the season ended. So I thought I'd give it one more shot.
0: Was that tough? I mean, it's such a great experience to get to the Frozen Four and you guys did, uh, um... you you did win that first ncaa game and then you got the the other one to get the regional championship and get to the frozen four and i know everybody wants more and you want that opportunity but uh you know how tough was that to uh in in that game you you probably felt like you uh, and especially after um (laughs) maybe the way this season started knowing that maybe you could have uh done pretty well against umass in the championship and and certainly the way the st cloud game went uh it really could have gone either way um it just mattered to you know with them scoring so late uh, it got really tough
1: yeah it was uh like you said kind of the way we opened up with, with umass we were obviously like at like everybody wants us to make it to the championship game but it's still early in the year we got a lot of work to do and still a long way away from playoffs <laughs> so still got to put the work in every day but i think we got a special team this year as long as we we're come to the rink every day ready to work get better every day but yeah going back to last year it definitely felt it was a great ride at the end there it felt great to get the monkey off her back and Quinnipiac kind (laughs) of towards the end of that game like oh geez here we go again you know like (laughs) blowing another one but it was able to make a few plays in the Quinnipiac game you know win that one then I think we played a lot more loose against Minnesota Mm -hmm. we you know I didn't feel like we had that curse on us or anything like that we kind of felt more more normal more awesome and we played a great game against the Gophers. And then, yep. like you said, Frozen Forest last thing, it was 54 seconds left. They scored that goal. Mm-hmm. Kind of a heartbreaker. So, yeah, not, that w- <laughs> not the way we wanted it to end, but it was definitely a cool experience playing with Frozen 4. So, we got that taste in our mouth, and hopefully, I know we all want more. So,
0: let's get into this season a little bit. I mean, this year is. Uh... You start off at UMass. You, you win two games. You play Saint Cloud State uh, in, a, in a tough series. Uh, this weekend coming up, you play Pro- you'll play Providence on on Friday night, and then either uh, UMD or Michigan on on Saturday. And <laughs> I mean, this is uh, this has kind of been the theme of the podcast uh, every week. We talk about this uh, meat grinder of a of a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you're four games in uh, to this six game non conference. Uh, schedule all against i think providence is in the top 10 now so i think yep. it's all going to be top 10 teams um do you like it is it uh would you like a little breather would you what, what do you think of it so far
1: oh, i think we all love it we love uh we love the grind i mean to be the best you got to beat the best and i think we're playing some of the best in the country right now with i think we went to umass they were ranked one preseason. st cloud was ranked i think were they one or two going to? That would this depend
0: on the poll. It was either okay, one yeah, or two. So, yeah. So I mean,
1: we were excited when the the schedule got released. The kind of start that we had, and we almost kind of look at it as a miniature season. We got the those six games. We got the off weekend after. So, um I mean, it's a great way to kind of measure where we're at after the first six games. Whether we need more work offensively, defensively, and to kind of figure out where we need to go from there. So. But uh, I know we were all really excited with the start that we had with playing UMass, playing St. Cloud, Providence, and either Duluth or Michigan. So we're all looking forward to we're all looking forward to the challenge, and we're we got two more left, and then we got the off week, and
0: then into the conference play into the CCHA. Hey, I got it right. I've been saying WCHA every (laughs) week, so now I have to at least (laughs) acknowledge. Yeah, this weekend is the icebreaker at uh, at duluth and um should be a, a fun weekend of uh, college hockey up at amsoil arena with uh, the four teams that are playing there I, what a great field that is i mean and i think that's you know as a fan of college hockey and for uh, i think i can speak about uh, other fans of college hockey y- y- it's no better right it gets no better than that it's what you want to see you want mm-hmm. you want to see those uh Top teams play each other. Those top teams outside of the conference, um, and to get those opportunities to uh, see great hockey games and great hockey programs going against each other right away in the season, then you go into a grind of a schedule um, where the CCHA this year with uh, you know Bemidji State's looking pretty good, Bowling Green, uh, Michigan Tech is off to a phenomenal start. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to get no easier. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I mean. This year it's nice having non-conference games. Obviously, last year we we were just playing in the WCHA, all those teams. So it's this year it's you know it's a lot of fun playing different teams outside your conference. But yeah, the teams this year in the CCHA there's there's some stacked teams. There's going to be a, a really tough competition. I think personally this is probably going to be the the hardest conference that I've been here before or that I've played in here. So. Mm-hmm. I mean like you said Bemidji's they got a heavy team they're gonna be hard to play against every night and kind of like ex- you know what you're gonna expect playing against them it's gonna be you know hard-fought battle Michigan textually heavy there they got some skill they're gonna be really good this year and you know this kind of keeps going on and on from there I mean Bowling Green like you said and so it's yeah this is gonna be a really tough year in conference it's gonna be some good games and we're all looking forward to it
0: uh, one other thing I have to ask you about that I'm sure you're looking forward to is uh, Hockey Day Minnesota now with- Things are starting to come out uh, about that. I think uh, tickets went on sale today. You guys will be playing Saint Thomas on Blakesley Stadium. Um, one, how you know? First of all, how, how excited is the the team and you uh, for that opportunity? Yeah, it's kind of a once
1: in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be you know a special day. I was lucky enough to play in a hockey game in Minnesota, Elk River mm-hmm. outdoors. So was be my second outdoor game, but that looking back on the the one in Elk River is something that I'll remember forever and seeing what this one. I mean, I still have memories of that day and just kinda the way it was set up, it was just it was awesome. So hearing stuff that they're gonna put they're gonna put in for us at for the hockey day thing, kind of the event that they have going on is gonna be you a really special week and it's gonna be a whole lot of fun for the community. So we're all looking forward to that.
0: Sounds like it's a twice in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> yeah. for you, Reggie. Yeah, I was lucky enough. <laughs> 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 well, I think we're all looking forward to that and it's it's a ways away. There's a lot of hockey to be played yeah. between now and then, but uh, I know the town's starting to get really excited about it and uh I, I think um you know, just uh, the the community support around it is gonna be pretty special, sounds like. Yeah,
1: for sure. Like you said, there's starting to be some tickets released for it. I mean the the beer's out the the hockey to Minnesota beers, so the buzz is starting to get more and more every week and the community is really excited for, and so yeah. are we, So it's gonna be a fun week.
0: Very cool. Um, one thing I'm going to ask you about just jumping back to the St. Cloud State Series uh, that uh, I didn't mention earlier, but uh, Dryden McKay tied the NCAA uh, record for career shutouts uh, with his 26th shutout, tying Ryan Miller uh, of Michigan State and um, a longtime NHLer and Olympian. Um, what was it like that night? I'm sure you're all looking for the time when he, you know, breaks that record. We, you know, you think it's inevitable, but shutouts are hard. Um, what was what was it like for the team uh, that that night uh, rallying around uh, Dryden?
1: Yeah, that was really cool. I think everybody kind of knew what he was on the verge of doing. So once he did that, we were all excited for him. And even in the locker room after, he was, you know, pumped up, giving him a hug, saying congratulations. And nobody deserves it more than he does. The kind of work that he puts in every day on the ice off the ice um nobody's more deserving it than he is so to see him put in all that work and kind of be rewarded for it is is really cool so we're uh looking forward to hopefully him breaking the record (laughs) so that'll be even more special for him but yeah that that night was that was a really cool night for him and i'm sure I, i don't know if his family was there or not but he was uh He was really excited about that one, obviously.
0: I don't know if anyone would have guessed that he would get uh, two in the first three games, especially given that schedule. But, uh, um, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to him a little bit about it. And and really, I I think Saturday night even proves how hard it is to get a shutout. I mean, two Mm -hmm. of the three goals that uh, get by him that night uh, go off uh, your your guys, uh, unfortunately. And it just happens. You know, there's bodies around the net and a puck goes off a skate and goes in. Um, Strange things happen you know goals go in in strange ways it seems sometimes
1: you need a little bit of puck luck
0: yeah and uh you know the fact you know that that doesn't happen all that often enough where you get 26 uh um shutouts in just over uh three years of work is is (laughs) pretty amazing
1: yeah so yeah like i said he's he's deserving of it he's he's worked really hard and we're all really excited to see kind of what he's done and what he's accomplished and we're excited to be part of it. So
0: it's You're awesome. a shooter. You're a shooter. How often do you score on him? <laughs> not very often in practice.
1: It's tough. <laughs> His angles are unbelievable. I mean I mean, it's not like he just comes out for games, he's randomly good. I mean he's even in practice, he's really tough to score on. So I mean it obviously helps us a lot us out a lot in practice too, shooting on a guy like that. So yeah, it's not like it's just he goes out for games. He's magically good. He's good all the time. So that's good. It
0: makes you better too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and hopefully so. you're making him better. Yep, I
1: like to think that a little bit, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'll uh, let's see if I can remember that when he when he comes on here <laughs> yeah. and ask him uh, mm-hmm. if, how many goals you've how many times he stopped you. Yeah, Maybe he will say quite, the same thing.
1: Definitely stopped me more than I've scored on him. So. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, hey, I really appreciate you joining uh, the podcast today. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Freddie. It was a a good time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Reggie Lutz, uh, everybody, uh, good luck this weekend uh, up in Duluth with the Icebreaker Tournament. Should be a lot of fun. Um, And that'll do it for this week's uh, Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan. I'm Shane Frederick. He's Reggie Lutz. I'll see you next week.